Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I welcome my dear friend, V. Shane Frederick, to the show. He is a vocalist, a pianist, composer, educator, and now a Bitcoin hodler who learned to leverage his early consistent investments in Bitcoin to empower himself to create, produce, and shine on his own terms. Now, with performances spanning two decades, Shane has been featured at TEDx, NPR's Jazz Night in America, John Coltrane Jazz Festival, the Piton International Film Festival, Music Fest, and with headline appearances at Philadelphia's Museum of the Art, the Kimmel Center for Performing Arts, Suzanne Roberts Theater, World Cafe Live, and the Long Beach Island Foundation, among a multitude of places where music lives. Now, in this episode, he shares a powerful testimony of self-actualization, self-sovereignty, creative and intellectual curiosity, and the ability to see the shifts in the future of wealth and to ride the wave toward fulfillment of his creative dreams. In his story, you will learn how a little Bitcoin over time can yield great results and give you options, options personally, creatively, and beyond. Now, before we hop into the app, please take a moment to follow this podcast and then like, share, and comment so that others who would benefit from this content can find it. Okay, it's time to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. Welcome, 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 everyone. I am so excited to have V. Shane Frederick on the show today with performances spanning two decades. Shane has been featured at TEDx, NPR's Jazz Night in America, the John Coltrane Jazz Festival, Center City Jazz Festival, all of the festivals, (laughs) big, small, around the world and in between. But I think the biggest feather in his cap is that he's my twin, like not actually, but just like spiritually, We're going to talk about all of that in a minute, but I invited him on the show today, not only to talk about the arc of his journey through music and all of his accolades in the music world, but how he is transforming and reimagining what it is to be a musical and vocalist in this NFT and crypto world and what the future of creativity is. We'll talk about all of that in a moment, but first... Twin, Shane, welcome. Twin, how are you? Good morning uh, or good, good afternoon now. <laughs> hey, and good tea, good tea. I know how about that. Know that. <laughs> Come on, you got to have a good tea with you. you know. Just a little sip. Listen, we're not going to kiki with the, all the tea tea, but we'll actually have tea today. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, first of all, I 
love everything that you're doing musically and what you're building as an independent artist. And you know, because I focus on the future of wealth and the future of work and also the future of creativity. When I thought about what you shared recently on social media about the impact of and how you leveraged crypto in order to facilitate the next level of even your creativity and ownership of those assets as well. I wanted to have you share your experience with folks who are trying to figure out how they fit into the space and how they might position themselves to really win in the future of wealth and the future of creativity. So let's begin at the beginning when just sharing your origin story as a musician, and then we'll get into how how crypto plays into all of that. Sure. So as a musician, personally, it was my relationship with my father or I guess maybe a lack thereof. It was a building of a relationship. Mm. Uh, Both of my parents are musicians. Uh, My mother plays piano, she sings. My father plays saxophone. And so them being separated in life um, and me like not really having a community with my father, a, a real, a real substantive relationship. He bought me a keyboard and, you know, said, hey, you know, I think you probably know how to play with this a little bit. And I sat in the basement and I taught myself how to play piano over mm-hmm. the course of like a summer, just like relentlessly, day in, day out. Um, and then he brought his saxophone out, which he had not played in years. And we started kind of communicating through the music. Um, and this was this when I was 18. This was a summer mm. when I was like 17 or 18. Long story short, the build up, you know, the, you go to the jazz jam sessions and you kind of meet people. You do the meet and greets and you develop your repertoire and you um, begin to get hired. People say, you're talented. Hey, mm. you should come play at my piano bar. You should come to my restaurant. And then then comes piano bar 20th and Arch, right? Yes. Which is which is a point of destination for many of us, including you and myself, right? Yes. Uh, that's where it began. Yes. Um, so that became like a, a community focal point for people who liked the music I did and the community that I kind of fostered through those spaces. Um, so fast forward, here we are today, put a couple albums out, you know, doing <laughs> the thing. <laughs> Just a little, you know, in between and all the things. Right. Yes. I'm so glad that you brought up the piano bar, which was just a... It's, it was an inflection point for me personally. I was just on the other side of divorce and trying to navigate that completely new world, new experiences, and really wanting in some way, this, uh, tell me how this, uh, how you react to this or respond, escaping, but also returning. Mm. Those moments for me were both escaping, but also returning, reconnecting yes. to creativity, Uh, a new breath of fresh air outside of my traditional friend circle to find something new. And and our relationship helped me do that. And it was facilitated by the power of of music and of community. Uh, So what what are your thoughts about that? You know, I think on on a general and a specific level, music does that. That's the function of music. It it allows us to disconnect from specific things and then to re-remember, reconnect Mm -hmm. with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you go through, you hear the right song or you're in the right moment, it'll trigger a dislocation or transportation. Mm. <laughs> so and in Piano Bar and 20th and Arch, we gathered. It was a lot of um, kind of creative loner types who were probably overachievers and feel isolated in certain larger public spaces. And we were able mm. to gather privately and connect and develop community. And you were one of those people 
that's really, I think legitimately you were a friend of someone who said you should go to this place. This is the Friday night hang. And it was the Friday night hang or the Thursday Maybe. night, whatever night. It was the situation. <laughs> it was the whole situation. Before yeah. people said it's a whole situation. We, we started situation. that. <laughs> it was the situation. Right. We started that. We started that. I want my money. Maybe. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, that was well before. It's interesting because that was around 2009. So the 2008-2009 era which is an interesting transition as I think about January 3rd, 2009 is when Bitcoin was first created. Wow. So let's, let's say la pause and reflect on that moment. Neither one of us were aware of it at the time, but the transformation was already occurring in the same way we think of roots taking form and you can't see all of the activity going on, but just because you can't see a seed growing doesn't mean that there's not a substantial amount of growth underneath the surface. And so fast forward to where we are now and how, talk to me about when you learned about Bitcoin and how you see the seedling of Bitcoin really blossoming in your, in your life now. <laughs> it's amazing. So the, the, thinking about the underground, the surreptitious network roots, mm. I think about mushroom, how mushrooms grow, you know, how there's a whole life, under the surface. And then by yes. the time you see them, there's a whole thing that's been building. And how, like you said, the Bitcoin, that reconnection, that's a full circle thing, the way that mm -hmm. now we can communicate, you and I specifically, because you had mentioned, hey, this crypto thing, you better get on it. You know? <laughs> um, so that story is, I'll, I'll pull it back a few seconds. Rewind, December 2019, I quit mm -hmm. my day job. I had been saving up and, you know, I'm working all day in an office that is terrifying my soul. And mm. then every day I'm going to perform in the evening. So I'm living these two lives, these two careers at the same time. And my birthday month, I said, no, I said, no. One day I just was like, nope, this is it. This is the day. Right. And so fast forward three months later, we are in the beginning of a pandemic. Four months later, everything is shut down. Um, you know, I'm chilling on savings and somehow I'm still performing a little bit. A lot of virtual stuff began around that time. Mm -hmm. um, and so the little whisper in the back of my ear, you know, crypto, crypto. I go into my cash app one day and I'm just seeing I have this money that I never transferred to my bank. Mm -hmm. And I realized that you can throw a couple dollars in Bitcoin via cash app. And I know that's not the ideal way, but it's a starter way. Absolutely. And so I started, I think I put a couple hundred just to see, you know, I wasn't hurting. I was home chilling. I got some money <laughs> on the side that I obviously wasn't spending because I'm, you know, it was sitting in Cash App. It wasn't in an actual um, interest-bearing account. Right. <laughs> and, and so I dropped it in, let it sit for a few months, weeks, went back to it, and it had, like, doubled. <laughs> Literally. I mean, because, you know, such a small amount, but just the way that the, the value of Bitcoin was going at that moment in time. So right. to be clear, I probably got in maybe when it was, like, 20. I'm, I'm trying to remember if it was, like, 14, and then it went to 20, then it... And it, you know, started doing these things, right? It might have been it, even lower than that because I'm thinking of, think about the timing. When I first opened the Advantage Evans Academy, that was June 30th of 2020. And the price of Bitcoin at that time was under $10,000. Mm. And so it might, it might, it was, it was right around that point. It was literally yeah. right around that point. So my advice is go as soon as possible and go as hard as you can. 
Yes. Uh, Because if I had done it sooner and if I had went harder, (laughs) then I would have seen more gains. But it's never too late. When you get in, you'll realize you should have already gotten in. (laughs) Right, right. You know, know, it's a new river every moment. Moment by moment, it's a new river. You got to put your foot in the river whenever you can. Otherwise, you miss that river and now it's a new river. And you wish Mm. you would have gotten in sooner. But I utilized, let's say, toward the uh, maybe within a year, I had definitely quadrupled my portfolio. And I began to conceive of a new recording project, which I just started maybe February of this year. Mm -hmm. So I gave it a, let's say I did almost a full year of investing incrementally, throwing a couple hundred, a couple hundred, whenever I thought about it, into the Bitcoin portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my pen, my principal investment to the full value of my portfolio had quadrupled. I was able to pull off a corner of that and utilize that to pay for the creation of the album, which I'm just completing right now as far as um, post-production. And so that's, you know, paying musicians. There were 20 instrumentalists on this project, paying for studio time, the arrangers, whoever was arranging whatever song, if I didn't do the arrangement, you know, all the stuff that people don't know or think about unless you are really a recording artist. Right. Um, Luckily, I could leverage my relationships with great musicians who are uh, world class and friends of mine and say, hey, can you do that? You know, can come in studio just an hour. I'll pay you 200, 150, 200, 250, you know, so imagine doing that for with like 20 different people. You know, I was able to I was able to largely finance this current project via Bitcoin. And that was living off the fat of the Bitcoin. I still had a whole portfolio left over. I still do, you know. Um, had I started earlier, I could have had even more to play with. <laughs> <laughs> but that's literally the power of just pulling my money out and doing what I need to do with it. And it's it's ready. I wish I had invested more in earlier. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first, a word on an exciting opportunity. There's a more cost-effective and time-efficient way to reach your leading-edge learning and earning goals, to put you ahead of the stiff competition in this fast-paced, tech-driven economy. You need skills, credentials, and a fast track to a competitive advantage. You need it now more than ever, and I can help. The Advantage Evans method puts you ahead of the curve with condensed comprehensive online courses, curated content to leverage your current skills and expertise, live coaching, networking opportunities, and more. Upcoming courses include From Cash to Crypto to help you buy your first Bitcoin, and there are two ways to get your advantage. Advantage Evans Encore gives you maximum experience for your total competitive advantage and access for one year. It includes a live welcome and modules on terminology, buying and selling, exchanges, mining, earning crypto, trading and investing, 
and also several of the legal issues you need to know in order to be safe and secure as you enter this space. That includes tax compliance, how to plan for a Bitcoin estate, and securities laws to make sure you avoid any legal unforced errors. Now, Advantage Core gives you the essentials. It's a short course to give you what you want and the support you need to buy your first crypto in as little as three weeks with access to the information and replays for three months. And if you're not quite ready for your Advantage and want a sneak peek to try before you buy, then register for a free masterclass where I share my Crypto 101 success checklist and cover current hot topics in crypto. So there truly is something for everyone, including you, to get in on the fast track and learn and earn in the digital economy. Visit AdvantageEvans.com to get started. That's AdvantageEvans.com. And now, back to the conversation. It's a powerful testimony so many pieces. So even the first piece, and I'm glad that you have reiterated both the I wish I'd gotten in and thank goodness I got in when I did, because the only thing worse than not getting in then is not getting in now. But, you know, every day I receive dozens of questions and most often, particularly in the cycle that we're in now, it's um, definitely a bull market. At the time of recording, the price is about 61000 and change. And we've recently enjoyed the newest all-time high above 66000 then the, the pullback Everybody's like, oh, Bitcoin must be over. It's only 58,000 now. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not accurate, but okay, right? Because at every point in time, 2011, 2014, 2017, 2019, 2020, here in 2021, it's always the same thing. One thing is that you don't actually have to buy an entire Bitcoin, right? The smallest unit of Bitcoin is a Satoshi. And you always just want to be stacking Satoshis or stacking sets. And it's for that just-in-case point down the future where you can leverage the upside of it, pull it out, still have a really powerful portfolio and keep it pushing on your own terms. And that aligns very precisely with your approach to your music as well, on your own terms. So when I mention that to you, talk to me about, about how that hits you. Yes, on your own terms. That's how I've done my recording history so far. Uh, it's been, hey, do you have a record out yet? People asking me. I'm showing because I'm showing up at all these gigs. I'm gigging five, six, seven times a week, and people want merch. They want to take right. a little piece of you home with them after the show. So I did my refer my first. <laughs> I had a really ambitious year. It was probably 2018. And I did like four. I did like three projects. In like um, a year, I did a full mm-hmm. album that I, I had sat on pieces full of this project, put a full CD out and then did an EP because a collaborator that I wanted to work with wasn't wasn't available. Then he was available. And I said, hey, I'm in the studio mode. Let's do this. I had the ability, the free, you know, the, the freedom, the wherewithal, the finances mm-hmm. to finance my own projects. And I still do, which is why I'm doing, you know, and Bitcoin was part of that for this last project. I had left my day job full-time musician, still had enough money on the side to do right. a recording project during a pandemic. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But for on my own terms, um, you know, I am not signed to a record label. I have collaborated and um, been the feature vocalist on at least two projects that are listed under labels. One is under Ropadope, which mm. I believe they, they've done projects from everyone from Snarky Puppy on down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then there's outside in music. Um, so I've done some vocals on two projects as the soloist, as the, the featured vocalist. And so I kind of have relationship with those labels, which I may want to leverage uh, when I put this next project coming out. Right. Um, I'm interested in kind of shopping the project instead of being my own distributor. I, I'd love to get you know a, a label behind me, <laughs> push it in the direction that I don't necessarily have the, um, I guess the social the social capital. We're talking about social capital and uh, right. promotional resources. Yeah, that's you know when you think about the intermediaries in music, and you know to align this with our discussion about intermediaries in finance as well. It doesn't have to be an either or, but a both and, but you come to the table with a unique strength because of what you've already done. That means that your negotiating and bargaining power at the table will move the needle in ways that it could not do before. Yeah, it's a buildup. You know, I'm not the same artist I was 15 years ago. I have a lot of stuff behind me. You saw that bio. Um, right. And I'm not, you know, just talking myself up. But like literally in life, you all you get is more experience. Yes. And as an, as an artist, that's, they're looking for artists who have experience, social capital, a product, a vision. I have all of that. Right. I just want your money. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> right. I got my own vision. I got my own people. I can call my own people. I have cinematographers and videographers and photographers and arrangements. I've, I got horns and harps. Yeah, pianos. I just like sign me up if you want. If you want a piece, I can keep doing this by myself. Right, right. Let's do this distribution deal, and then otherwise, just stay on the sidelines and let me be great. Yeah, uh, that's really powerful. As we think about all the different aspects of crypto assets and technology that are really changing the the future and, and what is possible for independent artists in particular in music. And that leads us to a discussion. I'm interested your thoughts on this NFT game and using non-fungible tokens to represent either specific purely digital assets or the fan engagement that comes from using non-fungible tokens to say that only an, uh, an NFT holder can have this unique uh, IRL experience as well. So that opens up possibilities for fan engagement, that opens up possibilities for maybe a unique token holder selling that. We're not going to call it a Shane coin. I don't know if you, I mean, we could talk about that, uh, see what we <laughs> might do, maybe. But thinking about how you engage with non-fungible tokens for fan experience, for opening up new market access on a peer-to-peer -peer basis with people who may not have ordinarily had an opportunity to engage with your music. I, I give a, a shout out to Latasha, who's this brilliant rapper in the space who is moving the needle with her unique music videos. And, you know, she's dropping bars with crypto. And mm. so it's a really powerful thing. What are you thinking about the future is with you and engaging in, in that type of technology? So I've had a few discussions with two different, um, one is a visual artist and mm -hmm. one is another musician. And so people have their eye on this. I'm open. I'm trying to, you know, begin the process of exploring that. I'd love to incorporate that. I mean, I think that's where we are. You know, mm -hmm. we're still, there's still analog. There's still all that live music experiences. But yes. if the technology is here, perhaps I should utilize it as a way to engage, you know, new fans, old fans to enrich the experience to maybe um, give levels and hierarchies of engagement, as in, if you do this, you get this. If you do this, you get this. You get the CD, you go to the show, you know. Right. Bam, bam, give you levels of vibes. Um, I'm open. I love it. You know, I would love to, I'd love to make sure that people are engaged and I want to be 
somewhere near the forefront of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, on the leading edge, because it is a wave, right? So yeah. we're either going to ride the wave or get washed away. And when I think about Black and brown people and the levels of empowerment in the space, the opportunity, certainly on the financial side, but also the artistic side, um, the ability to participate on the musical side and, and the creative side and, and secondary secondary market revenue stream that generally does not flow upstream back to the artist, right? Once you sell something, it's kind of gone. But here with this technology, you actually get to participate. We see that with visual artists. Um, we're seeing it more and more with musical artists as well. And I love the collabs going on in the space where, as you said, you pull together a visual artist and, and a musician and it's off to the races. What is it about your experience that allowed you to lean into Bitcoin, to lean in and to be open to the future of creativity. There's so many people who are fearful of what they don't understand and allow that fear to stand between them and being on the leading edge, as you said. So so what is it about your experience that took you in a different path? See, you know, I'm, I am a Sagittarius. I'm a fire sign. <laughs> I'm not afraid of a little bit of fire. Now, I'll put, I'll put a, like a toe in there and see what's going to happen. Again, remember, I started with like $200. Right. I had, I pulled off 200 and then I incrementally decided, oh, this is going well. Let me, up. Oh, let me, I was dropping every two, three weeks. I saw a little extra, I threw it in there. You know, it was also a point where I already quit a day job, a, you know, right. a career. And when you're in this place where you have nothing to lose, you have all to gain. And mm. so you're willing to do certain things to, again, you can't gain, you can't, uh, you can't get the interest if you don't put the risk up, you know? And so I was w willing to play with it a little bit. I, I, I think so rather intelligently, you know, cautiously. Right. But sometimes, as they say, you got to throw caution to the wind. So I just, you know, I had an inkling. I also know you're a smart cookie, you mm -hmm. know, and you personally. And as someone who was talking about it, talking about it, I said, okay, let me see what's going on with this <laughs> thing. Let me check it out. Because I know you are also, you tend to be kind of risk averse. Absolutely. You know? Right. And I think we, this is part of our connection. Part of our mm -hmm. connection is that we don't make stupid, stupid, stupid decisions. It might mm -hmm. be a little silly, but we're going to catch it. <laughs> and the logic is going to catch up and be like, no, baby, step back. You know, Let's the go. logic is going to come in and you're going to break that thing open. Right. But um, yeah, so it was a willingness. I was in a phase in my life where I was willing to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, because my whole life, my shift began December 2019 before everyone else's shift started February or March 2020 mm. when the world as we knew it ended. You know, I had already shifted my mind. And so I was willing to do things that I may not have necessarily done a year prior. I love that because it really does come down to this idea of a mindset shift. And it's a really exciting time. It's also fraught with a lot of uncertainty. And most people, myself included, I'm not here for uncertainty or things that I can't reasonably predict. But what I did see in this space is the whole new world of possibilities where there's empowerment on the other side of the, the learning curve that is required to start to trust myself with my finances, with my career path, and with creativity, quite frankly. We are living in a world where we are are literally seeing the next wave of technology build out things that we'll look back 10, 15 years and say, we were there when it all began to take shape. And being on the front side of that is a really exciting thing to be because of the empowerment opportunities for artists like you, for educators and creatives like me. 
and and it has changed. You know, listeners, you already know how it's changed and transformed my life. Uh, I really wanted you to hear from a creative about how this is actually happening for people who are making decisions to to invest in. Bitcoin today or crypto so that it really is creating a way for them to, on their own terms, create in the future. It's capacity building. It's you recognizing what you have the capacity to do and activating that. That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for me, that's every element of my life, every aspect of my life. Crypto was just part of that. That was just another element, another uh, terrain in which um, I was able to kind of step into that. But I mean, artistically, I had to find the capacity and then step into that. Yeah. That's my final thought. Well, you have stepped boldly into the future. You know that the future is now. Tell people uh, more specifically about your project and how they can learn more about you and your work. Sure. Um, So I have four recording projects completed. Uh, The first project was called Lovesome, L-O-V-E-S-O-M-E. These are all widely in distribution. So title, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, et cetera. So there's Lovesome, Gleaming, Black Light, Evergreen, and the new project that I'm going to be releasing, whether I'm releasing it or a label. <laughs> let's Hello. go. Let's go. Um, we don't know yet. <laughs> it, yeah, I'm going to start dropping like singles. Like I might drop a single by the end of this year, like December. Um, full project I intend to have out by spring. And it will be entitled King. Mm, of course and it it's, will. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a great global, diasporic, world music influenced jazz with a million different people on it and it's it's all vibes it's vibes we got haitian vibes on it we got cuban vibes on it we got it's vibes you gotta you gotta check it out i'm excited you're like rocking back and forth like you're about to break out into song so please don't let me stop you (laughs) i was like oh lord is he about to break out What's happening? Nah, nah, was, you, all of a sudden, you close the, your that eyes. That was the Negro spiritual. That was the Negro spiritual <laughs> in me. <laughs> that was the weight in the water. <laughs> yes. Look here. If you want to hear this vibrant, melodious message that comes from this this amazing, amazing vocalist, that's going to cost you. And yeah, um, yeah. I want you to start at vshane.com to learn more. Uh, I'm going to drop that in the show notes as well. My brother, my twin. My sister, Diva. Love it. I love everything that's going on and I'm looking forward to big dings uh, in the future, in the future. So thank you for spending this time with me. Thank you for having me. What a fantastic conversation. I love all of this winning and all of the wisdom. And I hope that you'll find your own possibilities in Shane's magical but intentional journey. Because it's one thing to read about use cases for crypto, but it's another to hear actual testimonies of how crypto, especially Bitcoin, can change mindsets, careers, and options. It's all about recentering power into the hands of the people. The technology exists, and so does the education necessary to get you from where you are today to where you can be. So choose one thing you will do today and do it. Do it now. And like Shane, you'll thank me later. Before we sign off, please take a moment to like, comment, and share this episode and this podcast with your networks. Follow me on social meds and let me know what topics you'd like to hear more of and who you want to hear from. All right, that's all for this episode. Until next time, continue to shine.
Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media on Twitter at at Tech Intersect and on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated.